0: Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast, although this week we are a We Are All Mad Here podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Samson Davis. Yar! Hey, what's up? Marietta Jones.
1: I am woefully unprepared for this, but also very excited because I think this is my first not Numenera cypher game.
0: Oh, Okay. Yeah. Alex Finn. I got
1: the toe beans.
0: Ah! And Stace Babcock.
2: Yeah, in case it wasn't clear, the fact that this is Marietta's first numera Cypher game means that she has missed every single one-shot that I have ran, both recorded and non-recorded.
1: <laughs> I've definitely played in one of your games before, so don't even, don't even try it.
2: Not one of my cipher games.
1: Okay, well, I guess we better remedy that one day, maybe.
0: Who knows? Maybe our next recording session in two weeks.
2: Yeah, maybe,
1: maybe Thursday after
0: next. <laughs> yeah.
1: I am really jealous that you guys did. Was it? Those, did you do Stars or Fire? Mm-hmm. Hell
2: yeah! And that's what we're doing again. Mm-hmm. I mean, if everyone wants to, that's what we're doing again. I mean, what? <laughs>
1: I've also still not done Invisible Sun, and I'm extremely jealous of all of you who got to do that. Who got to do that? It's
0: only one of you. I did.
1: Yeah, it's just Samson.
0: That was like two years ago, a year ago.
1: We have big dreams, people, which brings us to Patreon, actually, because we have big dreams.
0: <laughs> yes. Before we get started, we do have an important portraying item of business, and that is that we have a new patron. Sean D has started backing us. Sean D is a great guy. He's in our Discord, although he tends to lurk. He's a little quiet, but he also left us a lovely review on Apple Podcasts that we we read earlier. And uh, Sean D, thank you so much for your support. It means the world to us. Really, though? For supporting us in the midst of all of our bullshit.
1: Also in the midst of a pandemic. Now we don't bring that up all the time, but...
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: PSA. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: yeah, really appreciated... It's pretty cool. Samson might not have to have a squeaky chair too much longer.
0: One day. Yeah, we're getting there. One day. Hopefully. One day. So this week we're doing something a little different. Normally we play Numenera, but we just finished season one of our Numenera campaign. And while we get ready for season two with all the planning that that involves, we are playing a few other things in the meantime, and we are very excited tonight to be playing We Are All Mad Here. This is the Cypher System sort of fairy tale setting. It's got basically every fairy tale or similar to a fairy tale thing that you've ever thought of is all kind of mashed together into this one setting. This game is really interesting because, in addition to being a fairy tale setting, it also deals with themes of mental illness through the metaphor of fairy tales. A lot of fairy tales actually deal with mental illness in some way, shape, or form times it's just coded. So we will put a tiny content warning up front. We don't intend to do anything that's going to be too heavy or disrespectful or anything like that. But we did want to put out a content warning because the themes of mental illness, even if they are not explicitly stated, are very much front and center. And we're all mad here. So just want to put that out in advance. And I'll also say, if you or a loved one is struggling with mental illness, there are resources available, so seek them out. Anyway, to get started with our adventure, this all takes place in the Heartwood, which is a place where people from our world, due to either having a mental illness of their own or having been touched by a mental illness of somebody they know or something like that, have found themselves being able to be pulled into the Heartwood, this realm, and take on roles in it. Sometimes it's temporary, sometimes it's permanent. So we're going to go around the room here, and the virtual room anyway, and have everybody introduce their characters. We're going to start with Alex. So Alex, tell us your character's name and their character sentence, and then you're free to add additional details if you want. But that's that's the basics that we need.
3: So I've of the moment, decided that her full name is Ivengard, but she goes by Ivy because I'm just like, I feel like
1: now I have to fall in love with you.
3: <sighs> it needs to be like an epic name. <laughs> and Ivy is a changeling princess who sheds her skin.
1: So... Okay, maybe not the Ivy I was envisioning.
3: Yeah, if only she was Poison Ivy, then it just... Oh yeah, Poison Ivy. Oh
1: yeah. That'd be a much different, different campaign.
3: <laughs> yeah, Let
1: me know for our next, uh... <laughs>
3: Slided in my DMs, you know. <laughs> but no, so
1: sh- the f-
3: descriptor sheds their skin. You get to be like a wear animal, or the focus sheds their skin. You get to be a wear animal. So I was like, you know what? I want to be a wear possum. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> so
0: yeah, that's on brand. So on brand.
3: Oh, that's sick.
1: Possums are so great. Yeah,
3: there's Princess Ivy the wear possum. Thanks, and she's on a quest. To cure the were possum this or make a new kingdom of were possums one or the other. I'm
1: gonna look for so many possum awesome delicacies for you. so yeah. ticks. <laughs> Some East Coast ticks. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yeah. Okay, cool. Given that, I think we have to then have Stace introduce her character.
2: Yeah, so my character is Sir Percy, a frumious royal guard who curses the world. And she is on the shittiest detail of her life, following Princess Ivy around, doing whatever. So, uh, are we doing descriptions right now? If you want,
3: I forgot what Ivy looks like, so.
2: I'll let you think about that. So, uh, Sir Percy, six feet, very blonde, and is dressed basically like a Vatican Swiss guard with like the helmet with the ostrich feathers. I think I'm going to make them orange and then like super striped tunic and pants and like green and orange and yellow with a with a fancy Renaissance breastplate. Nice. The kind that has like the tummy that sticks out, you know, uh, yeah. and has a <laughs> has a big old
0: halberd. OK. And uh, Marietta.
1: I'm participating in this actually and I made a character that I thought out thoroughly her name is Agrippina and she is a bewitched fairy who lived with the fae so she's mm. an adept type and does combat combat and spoopy stuff and
0: oh what a surprise yeah,
1: so shocking She uses a crossbow and it's sentient it's fine wasn't originally a fairy she fell through a pond and wound up in some fairy land and found the sentient crossbow and spontaneously manifested into a fairy-like creature but retains pretty much human stats i presume (laughs) okay so i don't know i think she has like pretty much white silver hair and like purple eyes and some like permanent red eyeliner and some like Accent, loose stripes, and, uh, yeah. I think her skin is really dark, though, so it's, like, the contrast is pretty heavy, so.
0: Okay. And Samson. So I am playing John Anthony Whitburn, but most just call him uh, Whitburn. Born in England in 1776, he was a navigator on the East India Trading Company ship called the Corlay, and found himself in a storm that uh, drowned almost all the crew except for him. And he made a deal with Davy Jones. My character sentence is a lost explorer who made a deal with Davy Jones, i.e. death. Okay. So Whitburn is an English sailor in his late 60s, about, like, six foot tall and stocky, kind of like, what if Santa was a crusty sailor? <laughs> so he's balding a little bit. He's got, like, a grayish-brown beard. Mm-hmm. Does he have the crunchy pants? Yes. Crunchy pants.
1: Are
3: we all supposed to seduce Whitburn, is what you're saying? He's the main love interest at our Dogie doki high school.
0: If you want to, that's a thing that you could do. I don't know if Whitburn be into that, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, you guys have all been in the Heartwood in some way, shape, or form for a while. So it's not a huge surprise to you all where you wake up and find yourself on the floor of a familiar cottage. The floor is carpeted in an enormous bare skin, but huge, like way too big. And you wake up on the spare skin next to a fire and a hearth, and there is the smell of cookies baking here chocolate chip cookies to be specific and you wake up in this place with a crackling fire and you all know this this is the heart of the Heartwood eventually everybody here comes back to this this center of this strange land that you found yourselves in and as you wake up and gather yourselves you hear a voice coming from across the room It's a very impatient voice, and it just simply says, You're late. Late, 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 late. And you look and see a white rabbit sitting at a table, checking his clock. It says, You should be more punctual. You're late. Late, late, late. Come, come. The winds blow how they will. Best not to rush it.
1: I hold my crossbow up to my ear, and I say, Do I follow the rabbit?
0: The crossbow responds to you and says, I don't fucking know. Why do you keep asking me this shit? I don't know. I'm just a crossbow here. You point me at something and shoot the arrow. Okay. That is where our relationship is. And I don't understand why you are trying to make it more than it is.
1: Now, Shiba, I thought you were supposed to guide me on my quest.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll guide you. All right. Go talk to the rabbit and leave me alone.
3: Does everyone hear this?
0: (laughs) No. Only she can hear this, Grospo.
3: Okay, good. So, Percy, I think we need to talk to the rabbit about manners. You want me to talk to the rabbit about manners? Clearly, he does not know he's addressing royalty.
0: Manners? You're you're the one who should be talking about manners. You're late. I had this down for five minutes ago.
3: Time does not apply to royals.
0: Oh, I beg to discreet time applies to everyone.
3: Fight me. Time does not apply to royals.
0: No, I don't have time to fight you. I have another appointment.
2: Nobody has time to fight her.
3: <laughs> I think this is where she like pulls the large, like massive axe from behind her back, like Fight me.
0: No. Like I said, I have another appointment and we only have a few minutes to go over these things. Um So I've I've called you all here because I need your help with something. Um, and I was originally assured that this would be a much more punctual exchange, but I need your help with my friend, Maury. Things are completely out of sorts in Nightingale. Maury is an administrator to the Listening King, and he's usually so diligent and so capable, but lately he's just, nothing's getting done. Everything's falling behind. It's not acceptable not acceptable how far behind we are on managing petitions and other events and infrastructure logistics of the town. The Listening King is at his wits end, trying to deal with every one of his subjects that he has to talk to. And quite frankly, it's driving me mad. So I really need you to talk to Maury and try to help get him back on task. And I'd asked the Listening King who I should talk to about that. He suggested I come to the Heart and ask for assistance. And frankly, you're what showed up. So, this is what I would suggest. I am empowered to offer you something to help you gain your heart's desire from the Listening King should you succeed in this quest.
3: Sir so Percy, do we know a Listening King?
0: Hmm. Percy would.
3: Yes, you. You met him three times. Was he plain and that's why we cannot remember the Sninking? I, I feel like he was very distinctive.
0: The Sninking of Nightingale, the city, the one who runs that entire city and helps, uh, you know, manage the needs of his people, is very important. I've not even heard of your kingdom.
2: Okay, now, Rabbit. I think we should fight him. We've talked about this, Princess. We're not going to fight
3: everything. We're gonna turn him into a wear possum, and that's gonna be fine. We can only t- turn him
2: into a wear possum if we figure out why you're a werepossum. possum.
0: <sighs> okay. If you are all game, I mean, we are talking about something to help you with your heart's desire, and the listening king always makes good on his promises. And all we need to do is make sure that he gets back on duty. That is our charge. Yeah, he's got to get back on task. We need to get the the paperwork flowing. Night in the Hall will do any man good. Get him back on, on task. All right, well, if we're ready to go and you're willing to assist, I need you to follow me. I can take you right to Nightingale right now, and we can, you know, I can at least direct you to the building where Morrie is, but, you know, I will have to get to my next appointment. After that, I'm already running behind.
3: Yes, we're going. Come, Percy. To... I'm always right here. Always. <laughs>
0: Okay, follow me. If you want to, you can grab a cookie as you go. I actually don't know who baked them, but they're sitting out there and it is the heart, so enjoy. Have any spirits? I I don't know, I don't live here. Mm -hmm.
2: Sir Percy will hand him a hand and a flask.
3: (laughs) I was gonna say, I bet Sir Percy has a drink.
0: (laughs) You are a light on the foggy sea. Thanks. Okay. So the white rabbit opens a door of this cottage and there is a path leading directly into this city and you guys have been to the heart multiple times before and every time the heart's door has opened up on a different part of the heartwood but here you are walking directly into nightingvale nightingvale is it's pretty large for the heartwood in terms of locations and things like that it is set along a long yellow river there's sort of a downtown area there are multiple bridges sort of connecting it there and you know it is distinctive in that regardless of the time of day you can always hear this faint singing throughout it Um, It would be bird song, except that it's definitely not a bird's voice, but it is definitely not intelligible words. There's just constantly this melody running through the town, and the white rabbit kind of leads you down the street. It's hopping along, occasionally checking its watch nervously, and then you come to sort of like a large audience area, and you can see... At the center of this audience area, yeah, sitting on a throne, is, those of you who have met him before, the Listening King. And he is listening to just a parade of people that are lined up to talk to him about various things. But the White Rabbit points to a building just to the side of it says, That's the administrative building. That's where you'll find Mori. Just go in, ask for Mori Hoofbottom. He'll help you.
1: Hoofbottom? Is this bottom a hoof?
0: He's a satyr, so I would appreciate you not saying anything insensitive about like that in front of him.
1: He has like a singular hoof?
0: No, he has two hoofs.
1: Maybe it means that his hoofs are on the bottom. Hoof bottom.
3: Where else would his hoofs be?
2: I don't know, man. Princess, can I talk to you for a
3: second? Yes, Sir Percy? Over here. I think she'll just like sidle up to Percy like slightly in the corner.
2: We don't know who these people are.
3: Well, yes, because one of them isn't sure if who should be on the bottom or not.
2: I'm just saying, there's weird, you know, this place is a, a little strange.
3: That's why the servants go in front. We walk in the back. I am a servant. Yes, but your station's better than their stations.
2: You're the absolute worst.
3: But
1: I am <laughs> on the top. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moira? Moira? Te- Maury. Maury? right?
3: You know, like the drama TV show on who is the father?
1: Sorry. You are not the father. I've been watching Shit's Creek. I guess I'll start walking towards this administrative office.
0: <laughs> okay. So you go in the store and it's a fairly simple office. There aren't many rooms to it. Not many people are in here right now, but you do as you kind of go back, into it like you there's nobody at the front desk and but what you do see is just stacks and stacks of papers everywhere just totally disorganized and some of them are you know neatish stacks some of them are kind of scattered there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to them that you can see and as you go farther back into this office, you find a satyr with golden fur, and he is just sort of sitting in a chair with his head in his hands, like, surrounded by all these stacks of paper, and he doesn't seem to notice you come in.
1: Excuse me, are you hoof Bottom bottom hoof?
0: He looks up, and he's like, yes, yes. He kind of, like, crosses his arms, like... Yes, I'm. I'm more half Bottom. I'm. I'm a City Administrator.
1: The rabbit said we should come find you.
0: Oh, I don't know why he would. Everything's fine.
1: Okay, then why the fuck are we here?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I. I'm. I'm here working hard. And he motions at all the papers on his desk. He's like, "Look how much work I have to do. I'm. I'm working through it."
1: You need an organizational system. Is that what you're saying? Have we been summoned here to organize?
0: Oh no 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 no! I I I know where everything is mostly, but uh, I yeah I just just work it through things. There's just a lot of competing demands on my time right now, so I have to kind of balance the balance my projects accordingly.
1: So wait, are you not Maury?
0: No, I'm Maury. Yes, Maury Hofbauer.
1: Why did the rabbit say we needed to come see you if we you don't need anything?
0: Well, I. No, I don't want to be a bother on anybody. And I, honestly, if you know, if I just have a little bit of time, I can I can sort this stuff out, I'm sure.
1: Hey, Bathsheba, do you uh, understand what this dude's trying to say?
0: <laughs> uh, it sounds like he says he's got things under control, but I don't know. This place looks like a mess.
1: He says you seem a little two-faced in your statement, so I'm going to need you to be honest, truthful, and upfront.
0: Were you just talking to your crossbow i
1: don't know don't you talk to your crossbow
0: i don't have a crossbow because i don't have to kill anything
1: that's a travesty crossbows are excellent tools beings sentient beings and she'll gently stroke the crossbow
0: quite all right okay <laughs> i don't know why the rabbit sent you here I realize I'm a little bit behind, but I I can definitely I can definitely catch up. I just need some time to Okay really focus in on what I'm doing. I don't
1: really know what you're doing besides gathering piles of papers, but enjoy.
0: Well, there's all this paperwork that needs to be processed and, you know, needs to be organized, but you know, the decisions need to be made. They need to be, you know, done in the right order and figuring out what order to do them in is extremely important.
2: So if Princess Ivy and I went and asked the listening king how things are going, he's going to say, just fine.
0: Well, I wouldn't do that. I I would just say that I'm sure that he's he's frustrated. And I share his frustration, but I, I think I can, you know, just give it some time without interruption. I'll be fine. A blind man could see, Master Hoofbottom, that you're trying to man a galleon by your lonesome. You need help.
1: Need something anyway.
0: Okay, give me a social role, Samson. This is normally a 12, but I'm going to give you an asset because that was really good.
3: Oh, wait, Ivy wants to help.
0: Okay. Ivy hasn't said anything, though.
3: She's trained in public speaking or persuasion, or we could just threaten them.
0: Yeah, so I guess the question is, like, what what would Ivy be doing to help Whitbourne? Because Ivy hasn't said anything yet.
3: I think Ivy will, like, move a little bit forward next to Sir heresy and just say well you know that listening king and i are such good friends and i'm sure you'd want an update on how this was going
0: Mm -mm. okay so that will be an asset okay so that'll be a six for you samson 16 (laughs) so maury looks at you and you can see his eyes get a little misty and says listen i i know i know i know i'm way behind it's just hard. I don't know. There's a lot of things. They keep the work keeps coming in. I need to do it in the right order so that it gets filed right. I can't figure out the right order fast enough and then somebody comes in and brings me more stuff and I just don't I don't know what to do and I'm okay. Normally it's not a problem. You know, I can I can put my I can put my blinders on and I can stay focused and I can get through the day. But
1: My dude, you seem very stressed out.
0: My work is backed up. I don't know how to keep up, and I you know, I'm just frankly I'm t I'm terrified at some point the listening king is gonna come in here and see how bad it is.
1: Okay, well how can we help you then? I
0: I don't know. Um the work keeps coming. I and you're not none of you are certified to do it.
1: Okay, well let's pick a pile, point at one.
0: It's not that simple.
1: Oh well it's gonna be
0: no, it's not. Who commands ye, Master Hoofbottom? I report to the listening king. In my time, if a sailor falls behind, it's rarely his fault, but a problem of the management. <laughs> Oof, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, I just tried to keep this quiet. I, listen, if I just had my blinders, I'd be fine. I could just focus on what I needed to do.
1: Okay, and where are these blinders? Do you mean like, yeah, actual blinders?
0: Oh, yes, yes.
1: Oh, I thought you meant, like, metaphorical blinders.
0: (laughs) No, no, they're real blinders. I mean, they're also enchanted. But, you know, when I wear them, you know, for, you know, eight hours or so, like, I can focus in on things. I'm incredibly efficient. But without them, I'm... This happens.
1: Okay, where are the blinders?
0: I don't know. I've lost them.
1: Where did you have them last? You remember when you last saw them.
0: (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I... I've lost them before, but never for this long. You know, sometimes I put things in a safe place that I assume that will keep make it easy to find them again, but when I put them there this time and this sometimes I put them places that they end up being safe from future me, and I can't find them again. But normally, over time, I can find them. But I have ransacked the office and I have ransacked the house and I cannot find them I have no idea where they are I don't know if I've simply misplaced them or if they've been stolen or what has happened to them at this point point. and meanwhile I have all this work piling up I have all these things to take care of in my house and none of these things are moving because all I can do is sit here and worry about how far behind I am
1: sounds IRL very stressful Well, then. It (laughs) is.
0: I'm at my wit's end. Delegate. I don't have anybody to delegate to, and even if I did, I don't want to put this, like, hand them these inappropriately handled things. I mean, I, I need to get it in some sort of order before I give it to them, don't I?
3: Well, congratulations. I will delegate for you.
0: Okay, but I still have the problem that I don't have staff, and the work keeps coming in.
3: Well, I'm delegating Sir Percy to you. Oh, my God. Listen. I can stop the work from coming in.
0: Really? How?
3: I'm just going to stand outside the door, tell
2: people to go away.
0: <laughs> oh, that won't work. The Listening King is meeting with people every day. I'm getting edicts every day from the king himself.
3: Oh. But
0: I have to process.
3: I see making so many edicts?
0: Well, he's the Listening King. He listens to all of his subjects all day and does his best to help everyone that he talks to. It's a very important job.
2: Except for you.
0: Have you talked to him? Well, I'm too busy to go and talk to him. I have all these paperwork to keep up on.
2: Fine. What do you need me to do? Find the blinders.
0: Yes, I mean, if if somebody could find my blinders, I mean, I can, I can sort all of this up very, very quickly. I would assume I've done it before. I've pulled all blinders. It's it usually works out just fine.
3: I delegate searching the house to Sir Percy. Okay. I'll search the house.
0: Okay. Um, that's that would be lovely. Um. I've I've tried looking everywhere, but sometimes you do just need a fresh set of eyes. He reaches into a pouch at his waist and pulls out a key and hands it to Sir Percy and says, My home's just down the street, 204. Just follow the main road and then take a right. 204 will be on your left.
3: The question is, Sir Percy, do I delegate searching the office to the crazy one with the bow? And the sailor, or do we delegate them to search the house with us?
2: I think we split it up, but you have to come with me so I can protect you or whatever.
3: Well, you heard it, Crazy and Sailor. You're searching the office. Congratulations! And she does a little golf clap.
0: Master Hoofbottom, where was the last you recalled having these blinders? This is the problem. I haven't had them for at least three weeks. That's why all this work is piled up. And is this office, when you have blinders, uh, more put together? Like once again, his eyes missed up a little bit. I, I don't know if put together, but better, yes, a little less scattered. The blinders don't make everything go away, of course. They just, they just help a bit,
3: make things easier to deal with. Well, we're searching the house, maybe finding you a cleaner on the way, and you two are searching the office. Plan.
0: Four sets of eyes is better than two. Should search the office here first, and then the house. If we can't find him here,
3: I'm sorry. Are you talking back to royalty?
0: I see no royalty in front of me.
3: Oh. I have a crown. I left it at home. This is my traveling hat, but I have a crown. <sighs> he has a crown.
0: I've also had a crown. <laughs> What's it that matter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine. <funny. laughs>
0: Either way, just as long as you don't disturb those two stacks, that's the... And he kind of looks at it with dread. That's the most important paperwork.
3: Right. I will guard these two stacks and everyone else will search the office.
0: (sighs) All right. I'm going to try to work on this. And he pulls a random piece of paper down and kind of stares at it and pokes at it with a pen, but doesn't seem to make much progress. Um... And, yeah, so the rest of you are searching.
3: Except for Ivy, who's guarding those two stacks of paper.
0: Okay, so it's going to be a searching roll. It's a 12. I assume that somebody is leading this and could have assets from the two others that are searching.
2: I think our sharp-eyed sailor should lead it. Um, Percy has an inability in perception.
0: (laughs) Oh, then Percy can't help. Yeah.
2: Oh, so Percy might have to lead it, but still,
3: net the same. Never mind. So, would it make more sense for Sir Percy to guard the stacks of paper, and then I be actually help?
0: Well, Whitburn has a is trained in perception, but I thought this was going to be more investigation. Or can I use that? I, I would give you a perception in this case. Oh fuck! It's so loose in cipher. So okay, yeah, I'll fucking do it. So that would bring it down to a nine, and then assuming that. Agrippina and Ivy help you. That would bring it down to a three.
3: I'll help you. Yes. Hmm? As long as it doesn't
1: involve these two stacks of paper. I don't have an inability anyway.
0: (laughs) Okay. So Sir Percy's guarding the papers. Yep. Beat a three, Samson. Three on the dot. Yay!
3: (laughs) Nice.
0: Yeah! You are confident these things are nowhere in the office. Be no treasure on these shores. should go to the house.
3: Oh, look, I had a good idea. Mm,
0: you didn't. Just saying. So you guys gonna go to the house?
3: Yeah.
2: And I, ev- yeah. After Ivy kicks him in the shin, yeah. I thought you were playing a different character.
3: <laughs> Petulant <laughs> royal child and forest child sometimes intersect. Uh-huh.
0: There is an overlap in that Venn diagram. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. There's
3: the word child.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So you guys go to maury's house maury's house it's it's a nice little house here i mean he obviously does well for himself as administrator but you come inside and it is a fucking mess there is no organization he's got laundry scattered everywhere every flat surface is stacked with random shit like there's no open flat space anywhere to be found
3: stop calling me out
1: daniel
0: I'm working through some stuff, Alex. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: I think that Agrippina starts, like, picking up all of this laundry and organizing it and preparing to, like, do a load.
0: Yeah, but the uh, the house is relatively small. There's not a lot of space. Although he has an, quite a bit of stuff for the small space.
1: Look, if we just put everything away, maybe we'll find it. suppose Percy, where's the rest of his house?
2: This is bigger than my house. Princess.
3: Percy, are you a poor?
0: Yes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I thought Papa would pay you better than than to be a poor. No.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like, I don't think this guy separates his colors. I'm really concerned.
0: They're definitely not separated.
1: (laughs) Percy
0: disapproved. If you wash them on cold, they don't matter. Oh. Exactly. That's exactly his philosophy. He just uses cold water for oh. everything.
2: I was nodding along because that's my philosophy.
3: But <laughs> what I do. <laughs> yeah. Why do hot water and everything
1: go in the same load? I just do warm water and everything, so I'm like really chaotic neutral there. <laughs> so, is there
3: where does he keep his horses?
0: Horses are really... Oh boy.
3: Oh, he doesn't
1: wash his dishes either.
3: Where does the laundress sleep?
0: His dishes are backed up. Guys. It's pretty bad.
1: Oh my gosh, he doesn't even have any gloves for cleaning. And his cleaning stuff is one of those, like, natural cleaning products. Doesn't actually
0: work. I think Master Hoofbottom's been lost at sea longer than three weeks.
1: It's the language of the boss, Sir Percy. You know what? Maybe Mr. Hoofbottom just needs to meet another Hoofbottom. Okay. Are
2: you telling him to marry his cousin? No, no. Just. I think she's implying that whatever his name is, hoof bottom. What's his first name? Maury. Maury needs <laughs> a house spouse.
1: Minimally, romantic or otherwise, whatever they're seeking.
2: But most people don't have servants that
3: pick up after them. Well, clearly servants won't fit in this house
1: sometimes when you work more than 40 hours a week it really helps to hire people to assist you with your daily chores maybe he works a lot sounds like he's a busy guy but he can't make himself work anymore maybe we should hire some help for him
2: with what your
1: bags of gold i'm sure he's loaded if he's working for the king i work for a king
3: do you we'll talk with father when we get back about your pay i promise
2: thanks princess this looks unfortunate.
0: So you guys want to search the house?
2: <laughs> Percy's going to start picking up. She's doing the dishes.
0: Okay. Whitburn's looking around. So you are you are searching by means yeah, of... Yeah,
1: we're cleaning, cleaning this place and looking for the blinders. I think Ivy's poking with the handle of her axe.
0: Okay. So normally with this place, searching it, because there's so much crap here, would be a 15. <laughs> but since you are taking the cleaning approach, it will take you longer but it'll still give you guys an asset. So it is a 12, assuming that since Percy is cleaning, I think it's an asset. So who is leading the search?
1: I'll do laundry. I will happily assist, but I'm not trained in this. Is anyone trained in searching?
0: I'm trained in perception.
1: I'm just trained in hearing and listening. So I think I assist you then. Okay. Do I hear the blinders?
0: (laughs) (laughs) so because you guys are doing it via cleaning which i think helps um so that brings it down to a 12 and then you have two assists with born which brings it down to a six and then you're trained so that brings it down to a three
1: i like it when daniel does math for us and then he's like and that would be a three two
0: what did you- why do you guys keep making me roll you had two i rolled a two a two you got a two I got it, too.
2: We ain't got no XP's.
0: No. Yeah. You search as hard as you can, and you cannot find it. You're not even sure if you... You could have missed something, you're not sure. But it doesn't seem to be here.
3: I can't use changeable
1: for him, can I?
0: No, I don't think you can. You would have to be leading. Mm. I don't
1: think I have any esoteries. Are they called esoteries? Special abilities. I'll ask... Bathsheba, Bathsheba, do you have any idea where this dude's blinders are with your magical, all-knowing knowledge?
0: How would I know?
1: You're sensing a crossbow. You must know everything.
0: Okay, I'll tell you this. I don't sense anything else magical (laughs) in here. (laughs) Okay. Let's put it that way. I get a lot of dirty laundry and dirty dishes, but not any magical items
3: that's the issue when you wash it on cold it doesn't really get clean
2: i feel personally attacked
3: can i be by making a bigger mess <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure mm-hmm. sure
1: look as says there's no other magical things here but what if the blinders aren't magical what if they're just like standard blinders
0: <laughs> what if it's a coping mechanism for an unhealthy habit i would say this you guys would know, like, one of the things that you know from your time in the Heartwood is that people can tell when something is magic or not.
1: Okay, and this dude told us it was magical. Yeah. Okay.
0: He didn't inquire any further, but yes, he okay. will do their magic.
3: So Ivy's going to search by making a bigger mess.
0: Okay. So that is a... It's already been cleaned a bit, so it'll be a 12.
1: Oh my gosh, what are you doing? Thirteen.
0: Okay, you have searched this house as thoroughly as you think. The blinders you don't think are here, but what you do find is a pair of women's underwear.
3: Ooh, what kind of lady? I think she, like, parades them in front of everyone. It's like, no blinders, but I think he has new blinders. And by blinders, I mean a hobby. Mm-hmm.
1: What do you mean? A hobby?
3: And then she's just like, you know, kind of slingshots the underwear at Agrippina.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And she, like, whoops him out of the air.
2: Shoots him out of the air.
1: I feel like who do these belong to?
0: It's not like there's a lot of these. There's just this one <laughs> pair.
1: Just singular panties.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: They're not very nice, either. They're the common folks' panties. <laughs> All right, it doesn't seem magical. I am trained in the basics of magic.
0: See, this is why I wish we released in videos, Stacy <laughs> so,
1: yeah.
3: The amount of eye rolls Stace is doing, dear listener, they'll fall out of her
1: head. One day we'll stream. Five D twenty media will take over the internet, and we'll be streaming. Don't you worry.
3: You'll get to see the eye rolls.
1: Big aspirations over here. Big dreams.
3: Big ass. What?
1: Daniel wrote about it on our Patreon. It's got to be real now.
3: So <laughs> after Agrippina gets hit by giant. Dry- I'm assuming they buy panties in the face. Poor people's panties, not fancy panties. Well, actually, is that a role to determine how fancy these panties are?
0: They're nice panties. They're not royal panties, but they're nice panties.
3: Welcome to the Panty Podcast. Thank you for joining.
0: (laughs) It's somebody who has some money but isn't rich, and it's their maybe-I'll-get-lucky panties.
3: Could we tell if they would be able to fit Mori? They would not. Oh. (laughs) I think it's time for us to go see who Mori's girlfriend is.
0: It seems tangential, but we make no headway here, so,
3: I mean, we find panties and no blinders. I think somebody else took the blinders, left the panties.
1: Okay, so is there, like, uh, some initials written on the tag of these panties, you know? No. Maybe we
3: should bring them to show Maury. Like, we found yours panties, ladies'
1: panties. Yeah, maybe Mr. Hoofbottom would know. Okay. I also have this see the unsee thing. Unseen thing.
0: Oh. Unseen to see. How does that work?
1: You can automatically perceive creatures and objects that are normally invisible out of phase or only partially in the universe when looking for things more conventionally hidden a task is eased. Enabler.
0: Okay. So go ahead and spend the points for that, and it will confirm me for you for a fact that there is nothing else magical in here.
1: All right, well, there's no magical blinders in here. Well, Swinnowid,
3: that woman was not invisible in this house as I was throwing around her panties. It's good to know. Good to know. So, Win-Win, now I delegate us back to Mori. not...
0: <laughs> so... You guys go back to Maury's office. Maury is still got the same sheet of paper in front of him. He's like filled out one line on it, and he's just got his head in his hands. It's like, did did you find them?
1: We found your panties.
0: Those aren't those aren't mine.
1: Well, do you know whose they are?
0: Um, maybe I don't know. I mean, I don't make a habit of collecting them. I didn't realize there were any panties in my house.
3: How many people would be depositing panties in your house on the average week?
1: Who's been in your house?
0: I've. Not. Not not often. I mean, it's not. I'm not. Not all of us satyrs live up to that awful reputation that precedes us.
3: There's no judgment. We just need to know how many people's panties we're going to be finding. Probably
0: not many. I didn't even realize those were there. I mean, I've had. Delphinia has not. We haven't been together for. Easily six months. So I, I I haven't seen her. She's ever since she left town.
1: Where did she go? How long ago? Six months.
0: I don't know. She didn't share with me. She just said it was over. You know, I I really haven't had time for that kind of thing, really. And I mean I've I've maybe spent more time at the poisoned apple, but that's about it.
1: We're going to go see a poisoned apple. Yeah, what's the poisoned apple? Do we know
0: what the poison apple is? Um, I would say this is probably your guys's for whatever reason first time in Nightingale, so you probably don't know. He says, "Oh, the the poison apple. It's it's a tavern down there, wonderful place. The proprietor Snow is outstanding. She does all this work with the community as well with her earnings, things like that." You often go there after your duty's done. Oh yes, I mean they have wonderful food and drink, and there are. There are games and things like that, but uh, you know I, I haven't been there for a few weeks. Ah,
3: so Percy, we're going to go see what a tavern looks like. I know what a tavern looks like.
1: You haven't been there since your blinders have gone missing. Well,
0: I mean, I I haven't been there since my blinders have gone missing. Have you often taken your blinders there and you finished your shift? I try not to. I try to, you know, they they only really work for the for about eight hours anyway a day, so. I usually drop them off at home before I head out. Mm.
3: I delegate us to the tavern. And she's doing like a little hand clap in front of her, like yay. Or well, just
2: can I ask a question first, Princess, is that alright?
3: Yes, Percy.
1: Alright.
2: Maury, how'd you get these blinders in the first place? Can you ask for another set to be made?
0: Well I my parents, God rest their souls, got them for me when I was very young. They went to the Listening King, and I don't know where they came from explicitly, but the Listening King brokered the deal to ensure that they would get it.
2: So, why don't you... You're not getting any
0: work done anyway. Why don't you just go get in line? If I'm in waiting in line, then the work is definitely not getting done, and I can't not have progress. I mean, God forbid the King find out how far behind I am.
2: Is he cruel?
0: No, he's very kind, but I... I have my standards to keep to.
2: You're not keeping to them.
0: So? I still think I can. I just need to find my blinders. Listen, I have a lot of work to do here, as you can see. I mean, if you think you can find my blinders, it's wonderful. But I, I really have to stay here because I couldn't stand somebody coming in here and seeing my desk unattended along with all this mess.
3: To the tavern. And she fist pumps in the air can i add a little touch
2: here i just want to say that every time percy opens a door or the princess she like pulls it open and then like stomps her foot on the ground with her halberd and
0: says (laughs) (laughs) nice i like that very nice okay so you guys going to the tavern or what are you doing
3: tavern it's been delegated
0: i kind of want to drag this guy in front of the listening king and just have him talk to the listening king You could try. He will probably fight you on that. That's fair. That's why I'm bringing it up out of character, because it seems extreme.
2: Well, there's nothing stopping us from getting in line.
1: I mean, that's our plan B. I was going to ask him, is there any other places that you go to besides this tavern? Or do you just only come work here and go home?
0: Lately, uh, I mean, well, lately I haven't gone at all for a couple weeks. But yeah, the tavern was my main place to relax and unwind at the end of a long work day. Especially since since Delphinia left me.
1: How long, and that was a while ago. And you think it's definitely the blinders and not that delphinia has gone affecting your work.
0: Well Delphinia left six months ago and this has only been affecting me the last three weeks.
1: That is an argument. Yes. We're going to the tavern. Oh I guess we're going to the tavern I'll say to uh Whitburn. Seems off course, but... Oh, where should we go, then? Oh, I'll ask Bathsheba. Bathsheba, where should we go? She was like, bitch, why didn't you just leave me? Why did you pick me up? (laughs) Bathsheba leaves you on red. Definitely Uh, left you on red. (laughs) I totally think that when she found this crossbow, too, it was, like, calling to her, and she was, like, feeling very compelled. Like, I must pick this thing up. Like, pretty sure she was just we just like a queen lady before this happened.
2: <laughs> Sir Percy has a crossbow, like pretty standard issue crossbow. What makes Bathsheba like is Bathsheba stinked in any way?
1: Bathsheba is sentient.
2: Well, I mean like but in appearance.
1: Bathsheba speaks to me. No, not necessarily. I think there's something like special about it when you look at it, but you can't like tell what it is necessarily. I think it's just, like, a crossbow. It just gives off vibes. just gives off vibes. Like, you see it, and you're like, that's a crossbow, and then you're like, wait.
0: (laughs) That crossbow fucks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that crossbow fucks. (laughs) Uh, I definitely always seem to be a crossbow person, I guess, just by seeing this very average-looking crossbow.
2: (laughs) So you're saying Percy could swap out the crossbows and...
1: Well, it might be a little embarrassing when the crossbow no longer responds. (laughs) Like now. (laughs) I mean... I wonder if Bathsheba would talk to you, too, though. Ivy is trained in deception. I'm the only one Bathsheba talks to.
0: guys going to the tavern?
1: Yes. Uh Uh-huh. We've delegated ourselves to the tavern.
0: Okay. So, it doesn't take you long to find the poison apple. A lot of people point the way. It is a... Well-established tavern eatery. It seems to be connected to another building, which is called the Laced Bodice, which is a comfort house. Ah. And, but when you go into the tavern, like it's it's well-populated. There are people that are having food. There are people drinking at the bars. There are people in the back corner that are sort of playing games. It doesn't appear to be like organized games. It's not a casino or anything like that. It's just people playing friendly games of like. You know, effectively like dice games, poker, other games of chance, things like that. And you can see this beautiful middle-aged woman wandering around, sort of supervising everything with this hair as black as coal, lips as red as blood, and skin as white as snow. And she goes around... Bustling, kind of making sure everything's going. Occasionally, she steps out through a door that seems to lead to the other building, the lace bodice, presumably to supervise that. And then she comes back in. But yeah, this is this is the poison apple is a uh, very hopping in. Uh, yes, no. We go to the bartender. Okay. The bartender is um, somewhat fey creature, probably not completely fey. Maybe they were originally a changeling. Different kind of changeling, no possum in their background or anything like that. They look mostly human except for the pointed ears. And as you approach, they say, can I get you a drink or some food or or whatever? Welcome to the poison apple.
1: I'll take some tequila, please.
0: Absolutely. Uh, That's a harder thing to find usually, but we actually have it here. Snow keeps us well stocked and he goes behind the bar and brings you a shot of tequila.
1: Actually, a question I should have inquired before we started playing. Do we have money?
0: Yeah, you, ha- you have money. I'll I'll let you know if it's something that's exorbitant. Okay. Since it's a one-shot, we're not going to worry about tracking individual okay. currency right cool. now. Point to bitter, please. Coming right up.
3: Sir Percy, what do the poor drink?
0: Can everybody make a perception roll of nine for me? Sir Percy, of course, is at a 12. 18.
1: Does it
0: involve hearing or listening? Five. Nope. Four. What about Ivy?
3: Two. She's too focused on what the poor drink.
0: Whitburn, the only thing you notice is that on the back of the bar there is a school board and it has a list of band patrons, and one of them is a fairly convincing if basic sketch of Maury Hoofbottom. <laughs>
1: wonder what happened
0: there. I'll, uh, elbow, I assume Sir Percy is right next to me, point it out to her. Seems our charge is a bit of a scallywag.
1: Uh
3: has
2: some problems, that's for sure. Hey, princess. Mm-hmm. Check it out.
3: I think she's going to squint at the picture and then actually try and get on the other side of the bar to see it better.
0: The bartender's like, whoa, 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 nobody comes behind the bar but me and Snow.
3: Excuse me, I am your princess, and you will let me do what you're I not please. A, you're not.
0: My princess is snow, and in here, in this domain, you follow her rules. You do not want to cross snow.
3: The
2: Percy the poor is talking to me. Princess, this is their building, in their kingdom. We have to be nice.
3: I want a better look at it. It's just, it's Mori. But I want a better look at Mori's picture. Well, Maybe it says what he did. Maybe we'll know why his girlfriend left him.
0: Maury's girlfriend doesn't have anything to do with this, the bartender says. Maury got kicked out a few weeks ago. Jasphina hasn't been in town for months.
2: We're trying to help.
0: What did Master Hofbottom do to get him removed from this establishment? He, he exceeded his tab and, uh, well, he did something. I, I don't know the whole detail. I know he had quite the the debt, and Snow said he couldn't come in anymore.
1: Did he still have his blinders?
0: I don't know what that means.
1: His blinders? Did he have them?
0: He didn't have anything of that in his possession here.
1: So who had
3: we talk to to get a better idea of the incident?
0: I mean, you could talk to Snow. She's the one who banned
1: him. Do you think that would be possible?
0: She's wandering around, be my guest. And the bartender goes back to cleaning some glasses.
2: Sir Percy, please summon Snow for me. I will try to find Snow.
0: It's pretty obvious where she is. You can walk right up to her.
2: Oh, oh she's the inside. Okay. So Sir Percy will walk up and stand a respectful distance from Snow.
0: And Snow is currently like checking in on some patrons, making sure that they're having a good time and everything's okay. She turns around and sees you there. So it's like, oh, you're new.
2: Yes, we're from um one of the smaller crown dums.
0: Oh, that's lovely.
2: Yes. This Princess Ivy over there. She was wondering if she could speak to you, if you
3: have a moment. Certainly.
0: Um, just give me a moment. And she does a few, she jots a few things down on a notebook, and then she comes over with you. Ah, so, new patrons and uh, fellow royalty I see, and she nods at Ivy, says, uh, how can I help you? Welcome to the Poison Apple. Obviously, you know, you can avail yourself of our services here or our... Sister company, the lace bodice. Both ensure the highest quality of service.
3: Hmm. What does one do at the lace bodice? And why was Mori hoofbottom bad?
0: Well, the lace bodice is a comfort house, so we tend to your needs in various ways. But, uh, Mori was. Far beyond on debts, and uh, at this point I need you to make a social roll to try to convince her to tell you everything, and that is going to be an 18.
3: So would persuasion or public speaking help?
0: Yes, that would bring it down to a 15.
3: Okay. And this is intellect, so I'm going to use one level of effort.
0: Okay. Brings it down to a 12.
3: 19!
0: Okay. So I'll tell you what Snow will tell you and then you can propose a minor effect. So Snow says, Yeah, Maury was coming in here for a while. He was running up his tab in the tavern, and that wasn't a huge deal. People do that from time to time, and I know what Maury makes. He's good for it. And honestly, we we try to stay in good good stead with the city. It it helps with my, my efforts on the, you know, humanitarian side with the broken spindle. But you know, of late Morris started using making use of the services in the lace bodice, which also wasn't so much of a problem, but then he broke the rules and made an individual arrangement with one of the girls to meet him at his home instead of in the bodice. Yeah, you know, that's that's against the rules, and so I, I had to tell him he wasn't welcome here until he paid his debts.
3: Oh, so that's whose panties we found.
0: I I have no idea.
3: Mm-hmm. Can we meet this individual and tell them they have rather average panties?
0: Well, well, what she did was strictly against the rules, so she's no longer employed at the lace bodice.
3: We are also genuinely concerned. She may be a thief.
0: Well, I never got that impression from her. I mean, I mean, she did break the rules, but I think Maury had offered her a substantial sum. I never got the impression she was a thief. I mean, she did enjoy indulging her vices, but it's not anything that was that outlandish. I mean, I don't think she's a thief of any kind in any way. I don't think she's in the city anymore.
3: Wait, was this his girlfriend?
0: Delphine? No, 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 no. This was uh, this girl was, you know, professional while she was here. But she left three weeks ago.
3: Maybe she took it. I'm pretty sure she did. We shall hunt her down.
0: Well, I mean, she she broke the rules, but I don't think you need to be that severe, but Yeah, she left. I mean, last I heard, she was heading out of town, maybe headed for the sea.
3: Well, she did steal an enchanted item in our kingdom. That is quite a hefty price to pay.
0: If she stole it, sure. And if she stole it willingly, sure. I'm no stranger to enchantment, either.
3: Sir Percy, we shall go on the hunt. Do we have my riding gloves with me?
0: Yes, I have your riding gloves.
3: We all know what Ivy's plan is. Everyone else can have a boat. and
0: would be the name of this deserter? I wouldn't call her that. I mean, she... She goes by... Well, I mean, she's... To be honest, she never really gave her name. She was always worried about people having power over her. We just always called her the blue-haired fairy.
3: Bum, bum,
0: bum! Or the fairy with blue hair.
3: I think Ivy actually does that in front of people, like...
0: Da, da, da. <laughs> you say she went to sea. Which port did she make to? Alex, would you like to use your minor effect to get this answer?
3: Yes, I would. Okay.
0: She says, well, if she's headed to the sea, and you guys all know from your time in the heart, this is the sea of innumerable echoes. Knowing her, she does love to gamble. If I had to guess, I would say she's probably in catch fools. And any of you can roll to see if you know about this. It'll be some sort of history or anything like that. I'm trained in history.
3: Sir Percy, please roll for me.
0: So it's going to be a six for Samson, nine for everybody else.
3: Ivy doesn't care. She's just like, she's waiting for Sir Percy to tell her what she needs to know. Ten.
0: Three. <laughs> Eighteen. Okay. So, Agrippina and Whitbourne, you know that Catch Fools is a city that is in the stomach of this enormous dogfish out in the ocean. And it's notorious because it is a city where every vice is encouraged. It is run by an enigmatic figure called the Piper.
3: mean, So we have two options. Go to Sin City or go talk to the king.
1: One of those sounds more enjoyable than the other.
3: <laughs> one of them sounds like a better audio drama than the other. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Princess, we should probably confirm the terms of the deal with the rabbit, with the king.
3: I think it was just get him back on task.
2: But Maury's not going to grant us our heart's desire. The king is. We haven't even talked to the king.
3: Right. Well, I'm kind of worried it's one of those situations where it's like, you only get one favor a year, younglings. So get in line, talk to me, and then you ask for one thing, and then for the rest of the year you cannot ask for nothing. And then we'll waste it asking for these stupid fucking
1: blinders. And then no wish. How long's the line anyway?
0: It would probably take you the greater part of the day. The line does disperse at night when the king wraps up, but
1: So we could just like camp out for tomorrow. And research
0: today. Oh, yeah, you could try to get rush tickets for sure.
1: (laughs) Fast pass.
0: How far is it to Catch fool from here? So you need to get to the Sea of Innumerable Echoes, but I would say Whitbourne, you would know with your 18 and being a sailor that to get to Catch Fools, as long as you're on a ship that is loaded up with supplies, it'll take you a day and a wish to find yourself at Catch Fools.
3: Do mm. I need the wish anyway?
0: To be clear, there is no wrong answer here. Either approach could potentially generate benefit for you. It is totally up to you. This is one of Daniel's nonlinear plot lines. There are multiple avenues to success here.
3: Like Alex wants to go to Sin City, Ashiva. Where should
1: I go? <clears throat>
0: where Where do you want to go? Seriously, why do you keep asking me this?
1: Wherever we find these stupid blinders. I
0: don't know where the blinders are.
1: I mean, I can't even be witched by some uh, sentient creature that's actually invested in my well-being, at least somewhat. <laughs> <Gosh>.
0: <laughs> don't be wrong. I wish the best for you, Agrippina. I care about you. Just so you know.
1: I can tell you're blatantly <laughs> lying, and I don't know why you compelled me to pick you up if you didn't want to hang out with me.
0: I didn't compel you to do shit. I was just sitting there.
1: And you were like, pick me up, pick me up. You have to pick me up. I've never been interested in crossbows in my entire existence. And now I'm all about them. How'd that happen?
0: Well, you I mean, it always does touch my heart when you tell me how magnetic I am. But, you know, I seriously, I, I don't know whichever way you want to go. I just
2: want to know. Is Bathsheba only audible to?
3: Yes.
0: <laughs> it's audible to? agrippina nobody else can hear this conversation
3: but are we hearing the other end of the conversation
1: oh you're definitely hearing me
0: (laughs) yeah agrippina is definitely saying this out loud to the crossbow like holding up the crossbow to her head and saying this whitburn's gonna whisper to ivy and sir percy i don't think her sails are properly rigged if you catch my meaning
3: it's why i call her crazy
0: see madness has taken her (laughs)
3: We had a house for them.
0: Well, Snow does look at you when you say that, because she, she's still standing there. Uh-huh. And she says, well, we're all mad here, dear. You wouldn't be here if you weren't mad. That's true. That's true. We all look at the camera. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Someone in yeah. the background was this, oh my god, they said this thing, they said
2: that
1: thing, they said that thing.
2: Percy is literally mad. <laughs> she is upset.
1: You seem angry. Do you want to talk about it?
2: No, stranger. Mm-hmm.
1: I thought we were companions now.
2: No. No.
3: Known each other for what, four hours?
0: Yeah, so you can take either approach, <laughs> but I do need you guys to make a choice. Uh, for the audio. For the audio.
3: I <laughs> vote
1: Sin City.
0: I vote King.
1: I vote Sin City because that's more fun, definitely. <laughs> and I don't know if I want to meet this King. I mean, what if he's an asshole? It'd be really disappointing to like meet the King and be like, oh, what a drag. I mean, I want Percy to do what Princess Ivy wants to
2: do. No, <laughs> uh, no, that's really the truth.
1: <laughs> can we do all quests? Okay. Yeah, why not? I'm a completionist. Oh fuck yeah, completionist, this shit.
0: Okay, so you stand in line for the king.
3: Uh, Ivy doesn't stand in line. Percy stands in line.
0: Yeah, Percy can stand in line and then call Ivy over <laughs> when she gets to the front.
3: Ivy sitting like at a table sipping tea, waiting. While
1: Percy stands.
0: So it takes most of the day, but then you approach the, the king. He's a middle-aged man, dark of hair, with a few gray hairs in his beard. And uh, he's sitting on his throne. And he, as you approach, he says, ah, okay, a, a visitor. And one of the things you notice that as you approach him through the, throughout this area, one of the things that you do notice is a sign posted here. And presumably it's a sign that's also on the edge of town, but it does have some rules. It says, Welcome to Night Vale. All are welcome. Please obey the following rules. No debts may be collected here. No curses may be cast here. No glass hairs or Wendy's allowed. Companion animals are welcome except dragons. Visitors may stay three days and no more.
3: I thought you were going to say stay out of the dog, Mark.
0: The king, you know, motions you forward and says, says to Sir Percy, yes, my young lady, what can I do to help you? What, what do you uh, come to bring to my? Hello,
2: listening king. I would like to ask a favor of you if you would speak to my princess.
0: Certainly. And your princess is.
2: (laughs) Sir Percy's like uh, waving, like, come over here.
3: (laughs) I mean, like. Ashley gets up and, like, slowly walks over.
0: Mm -hmm. It takes way too long. There's this long, awkward silence between you and the Listening King before Ivy gets there. Yes. How can I help you? I, From the audience, I see that you're not a subject, but I will meet with all.
3: We're on a quest.
0: Yes. Many quests here today.
3: Is Whitburn and Agrippina there?
0: Yeah, let's say they are. Agrappina.
3: Your rabbit hired us.
1: Yes, rabbits. Rabbits.
0: The white rabbit?
1: Yeah, we're not really sure what the job is specifically, though. He was just like, go talk to this dude and you'll have a job, but we don't know, like, what the job is. And he said that you would give us a great reward, so we're just confirming.
0: So you're here for help figuring out what your job is.
3: No, 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 no. Evens are odds. Someone call it. Even. What'd you get, Alex? Even. Ivy's going to tell everything. Get <laughs> dumb, bitch. So, the White Rabbit came and told us that Murray Hoofbottom was deeply behind in his work and he needed our help to get back to being organized. So then we confronted Murray Huffbottom about being disorganized and behind in his work and he told us that he's lost the enchanted blinders that his parents had gotten from you to give to him. We did find out that he did have a lady visit him, and probably the lady stole them and has gone off to gamble them away. But, yes, that's what our quest is.
0: What did you say was stolen from Maury?
3: His blindness.
0: Oh, that is sad. That was a difficult thing his family acquired for him.
3: Right, so we're going to seek vengeance against the woman who stole them. No, no, no. no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Sir Percy?
2: We're, we're just, we're trying to recover the blinders for Maury and the rabbit said that you would grant us our heart's desire if we helped.
0: Mm, Interesting. Let me see if I have any notes on that. And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a walnut and he opens this walnut and pulls out this long string of paper and he looks through it and he says, Oh yes, I do see something from the white rabbit here. There is an exchange of heart's desire Items in order to help with mori Hoofbottom, I do see that that is uh, officially on the record, of course, at some point, mori will have to process that for it to be completely valid. Yes, so how can I help you? i honestly I mean the I only brokered the deal for his blunders, so I don't know like getting them again would be difficult. I haven't seen the creator of it for some time mm-hmm. um. You know, Baba Yaga, she tends to wander her or house on chicken legs. She hasn't, she hasn't been by the city in a long time. I don't think I've seen her since I brokered the original deal for the blinders.
3: Right, so vengeance, and she fist pumps in the air.
2: Then we need to get to the dogfish city. Cat fools? Yes, that is our best lead, if you could help us with that.
3: Yes.
0: We don't really have any direct connections to the ocean from here, but, you know, I'm sure uh, Tink and the woodcutters could point you to an appropriate path to find your way to a shipping city.
2: Thank you, your
0: majesty. If you can't get us the blinders directly, can we ask Mercy on uh, Oofbottom until we can fetch these blinders for him? He needs help manning his ship. Um, I'll see what I can do. We We do have so many requests coming through. We are quite behind... I'll, I'll try to go easy on him in the meantime. More is very dear to me. I understand? Then you should take better care of him. For the sake of the agreement, I will ignore that comment and suggest again I can have Tink show you the path to a shipping city and good luck on your quest. Hopefully, you can fulfill it so that I might reward you appropriately. Thank you,
2: Your Majesty. And Percy just glares at Whitburn. <laughs>
3: This is why you don't deal with the poor. Yeah, Tink would be great.
0: The king beams at you and says, quite all right. And he jots a few things down on a piece of paper, stuffs it back into his wallet, puts it in his corner and says, uh, feel free to step off the side. Tink will be with you shortly. Mm. The farm goes to the side. And it only takes a moment before Tink, a small fey creature, about four feet in height, comes over and says, so you're looking to get to the sea? Nice, cute. Okay, come this way. And she leads you to the edge of town, into the woods. And she walks past several sort of organized entrances to the woods before she finally points down a well-worn trail. And she's like, follow this path. Do not leave the path. If you follow the path, you'll get to the docks. If you go off the path for even a moment, I can't promise you'll be safe.
2: Stay on the path. Got it. Thank you. Kink.
0: All right. Now, uh, off you go. I've got work to do.
3: Off we go. Lead the way, Whitbourne. You know the sea.
0: We not be at sea, Ivy.
3: Right, but can't you smell it?
0: Oddly enough, Whitbourne, you can smell it. Coming from the stretch. I can, but I'm not going to admit that to you uh, openly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you guys going down the path? Mm-hmm. Please. Yes. yes. It's odd. As you're walking down the path, it ended taking you most of the day to meet the listening king. And so now it's twilight. But as you walk through the forest, you notice that everything seems to be twilight. The twilight seems to never end. And it's almost as if, in some ways, you're moving faster than expected. It's like the road is almost coming forward to meet your footsteps. And it doesn't take you long before you find yourself in a small dock community. With several ships loading up with supplies.
1: Wow, that was really impressive. What was? The path thing. Mm.
0: Same as any other path.
1: I'm just really bad at navigating.
0: Bathsheba says in your head, Yeah, you are. (laughs) That was me. (laughs) (laughs) She gets it. She gets Uh... me.
3: Go so fish, man. Go do your fish thing and get us to the fish city.
0: You not be a fisherman. Just be a normal, god-fearing man. Both are this way.
3: It works with, but you work with fish.
2: Which god?
0: The one god, the only one.
2: Stan must be talking about Stan.
0: Heathens. <sighs> <laughs> okay, so Whitbourne, what are you approaching? There are three ships loading right now. Um, is there a dockmaster around? Sure. I go to the dock. The dockmaster is a, uh, youngish woman, actually, in her 20s. Um, long, red hair. Um, probably about 5'6"-ish. Put barrel go up. Excuse me, madam. Yes? Uh, do you have any vessels making for, uh, catch rules today? <sighs> Eventually, many of them end up there, but uh, I think the, uh, the sea witch over there at the end is headed in that direction. Are they taking on passengers? You'd have to ask them. I'm, I just deal with the, the custom. They've loaded up for shipping. I don't know if they're taking passengers or not. What be the name of the captain of the sea witch? Jameer <laughs> 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 Captain Jamir Urquai. Hell yeah. Thank you, and have a good day. Thank you, Sai. Go talk to Jamiroquai. <laughs> okay, so does not take you long to find uh, Captain Jamiroquai over by his ship? And uh, this is like, yeah, how can how can I help you? I'm trying to get ready to set sail here. We wish to buy uh, passage to catch fools. If you'd be taking on passengers, mm. yeah, I mean, I, I'll I'll take on passengers. Depends on what you can offer. We don't take people for free.
1: What is your usual fare for an individual traveling?
0: Well, for an individual traveling, I mean, 20 gold apiece. And no fairy gold, mind you. Actual gold. But we also accept trade. Uh, would you accept the memory of a lover for four? (laughs) The memory of a lover for four. Tell me what you mean. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) who has the panties? (laughs) I, is it Ivy? Does Ivy have the panties? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Although she shot at A- Agrippina. Oh,
1: maybe we don't have the panties. I didn't pick them up.
3: I feel like Ivy would have grabbed them as like evidence to be like, look at your common panties. I know
2: it was like 45 minutes ago or more, but did we show the panties? We did. We said, hey, Mari, are these your panties? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe that was yeah. Ivy. Okay. So we
3: have the panties. Yeah. Okay, Ivy has these panties that she's been waving around down.
0: I don't usually carry people for panties. (laughs) Tis a memory, though. What form it takes is irrelevant. Who do you think I am? I don't exactly go around buying panties from people.
2: Uh, so, Sailor, can't you work the sails?
0: I can do that. Work as a lineman for passage. That's great that you can make your passage, but that doesn't cover everybody else's.
3: Princess
2: Ivy, you have to have
0: 20 gold.
3: Is that a lot or a little?
2: You should negotiate a better price. It's a little steep. Also, I need 20 gold.
3: Boat boat driver, you will charge us a lesser fare because you are carrying royalty. And that is a privilege upon itself.
0: <laughs> okay, are you using any powers for this? Battle axe.
3: <laughs> I'm using my ability <laughs> in battle axe. Persuasion, I have, um... Trend in persuasion.
0: Okay, so that'll make it a nine.
3: Yeah, I'm just going to stick with persuasion. Okay. I got a 15.
0: Okay. He lowers the price to 10 gold a person. So Whitburn's service would cover two people. And the remaining 20 gold, I think Ivy probably has with no problem. Yeah. Okay. So the captain agrees to transport you. You pay him the winning gold and you guys board and you set off and he is heading towards catch fools. Um, he has a number of things to take there and he makes, it, it does take about a day and the captain does spend some time at the bow, um, making a wish. And you guys find yourself at the, this like, it should be a, it's a gate to the city, which doesn't make sense because you know, it's inside of this dogfish. But it's not the mouth of the dogfish. So let's be honest, this gate is probably a gaping asshole that you just sail right up into and reach a port inside. And this city is huge. There are all sorts of lights and activity. The docks are rowdy, and the cabin says, here you are, catch fools. So, have any of you been to catch fools before? I don't think so. Have I been to catch fools? Evens or odds? Uh, evens. Stace? Stace, I'm asking you to roll. Tell me if you get evens or odds.
2: 19. That's an odd.
0: Okay. And you chose evens, right? Tough break. All right. Yeah. So Captain Jamiroquai, um, looks at you says, I'll give you a few warnings. Every sin and vice is encouraged here, but committing a crime, at least as the piper sees it, there's only one sentence for that, and that's that his coachman turns you into a donkey. If you're lucky, you start pulling the coach. Or you go to a farm. If you fail, you get sent to a dog food factory. Don't commit any crimes. Two.
1: What are considered crimes in this place?
0: It changes. Some of them examples are like not having any obvious vices, trying to talk people out of indulging their vices, things like that.
1: So just don't Uh, talk to anyone.
0: Well, that could look suspicious too. The piper changes a little bit on the on the day, but it's not just the coachman you've got to worry about. I'll give you one more warning. Watch out for the undertaker rabbits.
1: Wait, are they white?
0: They're all sorts of colors, but they wear dark hoods and they carry around their coffins. You see your name on the coffin. You best sin or indulge quickly, or you'll find yourself in it.
1: Oh, so we need to sin an and
0: indulge. It's wise. I mean, that's why people come to catch fools. Oh,
1: okay. We're here
2: because we're looking for someone.
3: We're here for vengeance. That's a sin.
0: Of sort, depending on the type of vengeance. It could break the rules, break the law. But I'm not familiar with everybody here. I'm just saying, that's my warning. I'm dropping you off here. I'm not staying long. Where would you go if you were searching for a gambler? Any particular district or ward? or I I would probably go to the, the gambling den, the Billy Goats Gruff. Not the billy Goat's bluff? No. That's a little too on the nose, don't you think? (laughs) Whitburn shrugs. I. uh. (laughs) Just watch out for the rabbits. And then he goes back to unloading his wares. Well, just making way.
2: Oh, Percy follows Ivy. I want to make that clear. So if Ivy's going, Percy's going. So,
3: Percy, you're here to sin with me, correct? Seems like it. (laughs) Then hold my hand, and we will sin against the class. Percy holds her
2: hand Uh, to fulfill all the laws
0: and customs. Okay, where are you guys going? I mean, you're welcome to town. Like, what? This is a very bustling, busy city. There are drunk people wandering the streets. There are people, high people, wandering the streets. There are casinos and comfort houses, and also flat-out brothels and Gambling dens and all sorts of places, like all through here. There's also sort of standard taverns and general stores and things like that, too. But definitely, there is a theme here, and that is to indulge.
3: Did we go to the what you call it? The tavern. Yeah.
0: Bailey Goat's Gruff. Is it a tavern? I thought it was a gambling den. You see Gambling den.
1: Yes. Let's go do it.
0: Okay. So you're walking down the street. You guys do have to kind of step out of the way as this coach is led across with this parade of 12 donkeys leading it. Presumably, you can't clearly see who's driving the coach there in deep cloak. But you presume the coachman that you were warned about, the one that turns people into donkeys for breaking the law.
1: (laughs) Percy sees (laughs) it. Oh, (laughs) great. Love that. Uh,
2: Percy sees it and starts drinking out of her flask just in case.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you guys just walking towards. You have to get directions from some of the locals, but nobody's going to stop you from going to the den. It's not particularly hidden. But everybody will point you the direction. of the Billy Goat Scruff. And as you're heading that way, you see a group of these six foot tall rabbits with dark cowls on their heads, walking, carrying these cabin coffins. Ew, yeah. And it's at this point, I'm going to offer Sir Percy an XP. Oh. (laughs) Who will you give the other XP to?
2: Alex, for being my partner in... Nope, I'm not going to finish that sentence. (laughs) Partner in general. (laughs) Partner in general.
0: Okay. So, Sir Percy, you see your name, not just Sir Percy, (sighs) but your full name on one of the coffins.
2: Okay, what is the nearest House of Sin? Not like House of Sin, like not necessarily Brothel, but like what's the nearest thing she could dive in and immediately indulge in whatever's inside?
0: Ivy! There are are a couple like...
3: Ivy?
2: (laughs) uh. 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 Uh.
0: So there is a gambling hall behind you. There are a few people... Playing a you know pick up game of dice on the street um, there is one person that seems to be selling some sort of hallucinogenic drug
2: for how much <laughs> Percy knows I have a lot of
0: they'll sell it for either three gold or the color of your eyes
2: like they'll take the color out of her eyes
0: yeah the color of your eyes
2: Percy will scrounge up three gold and buy the hallucinogenic and eat it.
0: Okay. Percy, you eat that immediately. The the guy says, it'll take about 20 minutes to kick in, but have a good time. And sure enough, as you walk by, you see your name disappear from the outside of the coffin.
2: That was close.
0: And you see somebody else's name appear on it. And you see another person in the street frantically trying to decide what to do, like, torn by indecision, this young man. And he's thinking, he's thinking, he's looking, he, like, tries to run over to a dice game, but they're busy, they want to finish the round instead. And then the next thing you see is him fade out, and you hear this pounding sound from inside the coffin as the rabbits walk by.
2: Whoa. Man. All right.
0: But other than that, you guys are good. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's fine, I'm sure.
0: So, you guys make your way to the Billy Goat's Gruff. This place is smoky and dark. There are tables set up everywhere and people playing games. And as you walk in, you see like this huge crowd of people, all sorts of creatures. People, the creatures that you've seen all throughout the Heartwood. There are satyrs here. There are centaurs. There are fairies. There are... Stranger creatures that seem to be mixes of different animals. You even see one humanoid ish possum, but definitely not a were possum because it seems to have complete control of its senses. And then at One Corner Gambling, you see one person roll some dice and lift their arms in victory. And they say in a high pitched voice, Pay up, bitches! And it is definitely a fairy with hair of cobalt blue. And that's where we'll end this episode. Damn.
1: Blue hair. Blue hair. Is it long or is
0: it short? Short. It's a pixie cut.
1: I have a wig that I could cosplay.
0: So, Stace, something for you from this episode.
1: I loved
2: the whole fucking thing. I think that everybody has some great characters. Ah, man away from the episode i mean percy's conundrum at the end there was pretty cool but i it's gotta be bathsheba
0: mm-hmm.
2: like that shit's just, just fucking funny
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Bathsheba's pretty cool
2: especially because it is delivered so well just of course i mean the listeners can't see it but the marietta just holds up her hands and like sort of this l by her face and just starts talking and that's the only indication that she's talking to bathsheba <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah It's really good.
1: Which our listeners can totally see visually with their eyeballs. Yeah.
0: I think they'll be able to hear it in your voice.
1: Okay, good.
0: Very cool. So we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, check out something we think you would really dig. This week it is Stace's turn. Stace, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out?
2: Ooh, I would offer our listeners an XP to check out Mountain Blade Warband, which is a little bit of an older game. I never played it until it was actually ported to Xbox, which anyone who's played a strategy game or knows that consoles usually not the best format. Nevertheless, I was so obsessed with this game because it was so much fun. It's kind of like a medieval simulator. So you show up on this continent or and uh, you get to pick which kingdom you're sort of starting in. And you start out as just like a mercenary. And you gather troops that you equip and and upgrade. You can attack keeps and like pledge loyalty to other monarchs. And eventually the point is to kind of establish your own empire. And it is just really engaging. There's a lot of little... So there's an overland map, which is much more like the tactical game you probably think of. Like you're moving from here to there. You go into the keeps. You complete little quests and tasks. But then when you do the battles, it's like first person rpg style i think you might be able to do third person as well but you lead your you actually lead your troops you can give your troops commands so i'm like you can give them voice commands so i'm like screaming into my headset like hold their position or like advance you know and um, (laughs) it works like the voice works like half the time but you can also give the commands through your controller and Xbox Game Pass was how I was first exposed to it. I was super obsessed to the point where Daniel was like that weekend was like, "Hey Stace, did you just leave your Xbox on all weekend?" I had not left my Xbox on all weekend, dear listeners. I was act- actually actively playing it. So, <laughs> but one thing I will say <laughs> is that if you have Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass, if you have Ultimate, um, where you can choose PC or Xbox, I would choose the PC or pick it up. It's often discounted on Steam because some of the mods are really, really cool. Uh, They have like a Game of Thrones mod and a a bunch of other different mods. And the kind of cool thing is the second game is in uh, early access on Steam. It's called Mountain Blade Bannerlord. I'm not participating in the early access because I really want to like the game. And sometimes I can't get past early access. So I'm waiting. But a lot of people are playing that and enjoying that as well. So if you like, it's like a tactical strategy RPG. Ooh. You can Oh, one of the kind of cool things that I liked about it, too, was you could choose to be a, a woman protagonist or a, a male protagonist. And the thing about being a woman was you actually have some disadvantages you have to overcome, which I think is kind of realistic to the period a little bit. So, like, you just like real life, <laughs> you got to work a little harder. But i guess that was that was kind of true to the setting because historically we know that that is the case that um women commanders and and like warrior queens were a little bit more rare historically not non-existent just rare and it, it kind of felt cool to play that way and become one of those rare women i don't know so yeah check it out
1: you are one of those rare women oh um,
0: thanks that is cool honestly i can't get out of my head to this image of stace like yelling into a headset at her digital troops trying to get them to do what they're supposed to do
2: oh yeah they're poor listeners
0: what was the game again
1: mountain blade warband did you actually just get this game to pr- practice yelling
2: i don't have to practice yelling
1: <laughs> you're a successful yeller now yes
0: <laughs> extraordinarily <laughs> an accomplished yeller <laughs> yes Okay, well, if people wanted to reach out to us and tell us what they think about the podcast or about this game, how would they do that, Marietta?
1: Well, a great place to start would be our website, which is ExplorersWanted.fm. And then they can find all of our links on there and sneak on over to our social medias. We're on Twitter as ExplorersWanted. And then we're on Instagram at ExplorersWantedPodcast. And we have a Facebook page um, where we're ExplorersWantedPodcast on there. And then if you really want to hang out with us on all the social medias and our website, there are links to our Discord server, which you should definitely come hang out with us on Discord. We're very active on there. We love talking to you. We love to hear your feedback. Show us your plants, show us your dog, any of that. It's the best place. And we're really, really desperate people and lonely if you would just come hang out with us. Um, And if you're looking to support us financially and help us reach some of our big dreams, goals... Um, You can swing on over to Patreon and find us under Explorers Wanted Podcast on there. And there are a few different tiers, and we have goals that we are attempting to achieve. And I think we're pretty close to one of them.
0: Mm -hmm. Getting there. Getting there. And honestly, the best thing that you could do for us if you like the show is to tell a friend and tell them what you liked about the show and why they should listen to us. The second best thing you could do is to leave us a five-star review on a podcast directory, like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podchaser. Those written reviews make a huge difference with people giving the show a shot. If you didn't like the show, or if you just thought it was meh, I want to remind you of something, and that is that beautiful things can also be deadly. That which shines can also blind or even cut you. The water that gives you life may yet drown you someday. These things are not completely within your power, but play it safe all the same. Be sure to make your peace with the green fairy of the woods so that she might pass by your home harmlessly. And remember that her preferred payment can come only from your heart, whether that be your obedient love or the deepest red of your blood. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K.
2: You can find me on Twitter as well at Stace Windu.
0: Happy New Year. Hopefully this one's better. I'm at Slime Potato.
3: I'm just wrestling a bag of potato chips constantly at Realty Unicorn.
1: And yeah, I'm still not really using Twitter. You can definitely reach me at Twitter at I'm on a hike, but you can also find me actively participating in Instagram at I'm on a hike.
0: Thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Have a good night, day, or weekend, or whatever you're listening to this. And... Bye. Bye. start with Alex.